Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Yeah! Here we are, folks. It's Tuesday, holiday break, new year, new queer. What's shaking, Fatty? Uh, not too much. You want to get started? Should we start? I'm uh, kidding. It's oh, a joke. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. I know. Because it was a big well, start. What, what, are you, what are you doing? You look like you're in a Weinstein's hotel. What's going on there? <laughs> well, I did just watch somebody shower, but uh, ah, it was myself through the mirror. Do you? How do you feel about the shower... With the mirror across the way. Not a fan. I like when the room gets foggy and I try to get dressed and dried before the fog clears. <laughs> that's I don't want to see that. That's a great novel name, Before the Fog Clears. Ooh, right? I like that. That's a Dickens. I, I always feel like I've been great with coming up with novel names. Mm. But no, I have no talent for anything else. But like, right. Before the Fog Clears by Mark Norman. I mean, that doesn't that sound like a nice page turner with a thick cover? That's a Hemingway. I love it. Uh, what, what, what the hell is novelty? You know, people go, "Oh, that, that's a great novelty item." What I pretend to know. That's one of those words. You know what it means, but you don't know what it means. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like if somebody said, "I very think, novel." I think novelty means rare, not normal. Like, uh, like a novelty horn is like, a novelty store is things that aren't, you know, you're not going to get a a spatula at a novelty store. You're going to get a pair of glasses that shoots cum, you know? Yes. Yes. Those are (laughs) tough, but it's fun for the eyes to get revenge. Because they're always getting the cum. Now they can shoot it back. But I think you're right. Because I love those stores. It was like dried puke, fake poo, you know, the chattering teeth, the bug in the ice cube, all that shit. Yes. There's always cum in eyes. What is it about eyes that have all this cum? <laughs> um, Who are these cummers? Um, I wonder well, if Asians way, get less cum in the eye. Oh, sorry. What do you got? <laughs> so much. I mean, we're bouncing all over. I haven't talked to you in days. Yeah. I just want to tease a thing that's not even a tease because they're not going to hear it. But I, I want to talk to you about a famous comedian off air because I was listening to a him, this po- comedian be a guest on a podcast, and I started to get triggered going, oh. what are you talking about? This guy talks like he's one thing, but he's a completely other thing. And well, you, I'm just I'm teasing you, but the fans can't hear this. Why are you bringing that up if they can't hear? You're, you're, you're I, triple teasing. Because I just thought of it, and uh, sometimes <laughs> it's fun to just tease you. I'll tease you. All right. I'm teased. I'm teased. <laughs> I'm tweaked. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. But yes, I do think Asians, uh, they're, they're, they get come in the eye less, and also their dicks are blurred, so yeah, there's that. True, true. yeah, that's got to be weird for a lady to have a blurred dick inside you. But hey, well, to each is anal. You get a quarter cum in your eye, everything's a little blurry. <laughs> oh yeah, or, or brewery, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite uh, brewery. All right, Jesus. What the hell was I going to say? I had something. Oh, it's gone. It's, novelty. It started, with, it started with the shower steam, and then we went into novelty and then novel. We're all over the map here. 
all over the... I got so much jizzy. I got so much juice I got to throw at you. I mean, this is weeks of, of semen. I got buckets full here. <laughs> well, put I'm, it in my eyes, but uh, hold on. We just got to wrap up because I, I don't want... Because sometimes this happens. We just we started. Get into, we get into... <laughs> Wrap up. We get, in, we get into one thing, and then we start talking about it, and people are like, ooh, they're going to tell us how they feel about watching themselves shower, and then we go uh, all off on the cum and the Asians. Good point. Good point. You got yellow fever, and then they, we don't come back to the steam. So we got to just bookmark novel, novelty, and bookmark Norman, steam, and the shower, watching yourself shower. All right, well. I'll say this about the shower. The hotel shower is always a bummer because that mirror is so well lit. You can see every dimple, blemish, cut, scrape, scratch, pockmark, Norman, you name it. And wet hair on a man, there's pubes, there's leg hair, there's arm hair, there's chest hair, there's ass hair, back hair, face hair. Ah, oh, God, it's, it's horrific. And we're getting older. So things oh, are looking yeah. worse and worse. And also, I got a real problem with hotel showers. Sometimes it's just there's this negative space where the door should be. Because yes. they just they're like too hip. So there's like, ah, we got no door, we got no rules. And the, the fucking the fucking floor is filthy. Yeah, that's uh, Europe has those. It's not even a half wall, it's like a third wall. And now yes. USA is picking up on that. We should go for their like healthcare they got over there, but instead we're going for the half wall, <laughs> which is anti healthcare because I slip and fall and bonk my head. I bleed all over my uh, my asshole. But exactly. And, and here's another peeve of pets. What about the you try to turn the water on, you know, and you, you want to not get wet. But sometimes the, the the nozzle or whatever you call it, the, the knob, is so far in, you hit it, and then, bah! You're like, there's no way to hit it and not get hit by the water. This is why I think we'd make, if we were big homosexuals, I think we'd make a great pair. Because, you know, I, I'd let you come all in my face and my ass. I mean, I, I love to fuck. I love to get fucked. I want a man to hold my ankles over my head. But in addition, <laughs> sure, I, I feel the same way. I go to showers. I call in the cleaning lady and go, hey... I know this isn't your fault, but watch this. Watch me try to turn yes. on the shower, and it is an impossibility to turn on the shower without getting my sleeves wet. And then, if I understand for safety, the water starts cold and, and goes to hot. Right. But now I'm getting smashed with freezing water yes. right on my nipples, and it's, it's appalling. It's appalling. It's going to rust the nipple rings. It's too much. I just want to turn the water on and, and take my time, read a book, light some candles, get the dildo out. But no, I'm already soaked. Do you find that all candles smell pretty good? Yeah, yeah. They have novelty candles that smell like farts, pussy, and uh, taints. But that's a novelty. That's the, the Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Because for the most part, I go to a candle store. Every candle I pick up, I'm like, ah, it smells nice. That yeah. smells nice. That smells nice. Like, I've never smelt a candle and been like, yuck. Certainly I have favorites, but I've never been sure. like, yuck, throw this away. This smells like dog shit. That's true. Now, how about this? Because scent is the strongest sense tied to memory. Right. So wouldn't it suck to get diddled or beat up or molested or something while having that nice candle, you know, burning in the, in the windowsill, and now the room is like smells like cinnamon. Every time you go to Cinnabon... You, you, you break down crying. Great point. Now, this is a good point because I was thinking you were going to go a different angle, which I thought was a good point. And I was going to say, hey, I, I thought the same thing. We both have good points. But now we both have the same good point. But now you got this point and I got this point. Now I want to come back to your point 
But at this okay. point, if you get diddled and a, and a you know a big grown up, an uncle or a construction guy comes on your little kid face, yeah. Now for the rest of your life, anytime you smell cum, you're thinking about that. Because I smell cum, I think of like my heyday of middle school and my socks and all that stuff. Like I right. think of discovering orgasms and my my high school boyfriend. But some of these people, they they got to think about the playground trauma. Right, right. That's got to be rough, and that's why you know you watch these movies where a woman's been you know, uh, raped or whatever, and then, then the guy, the nice guy, hooks up with her later. She's like, I can't, I just can't. You're like, what's up with this uptight skank? And then you're like, oh, the trauma, the trigger, the scent. Exactly, and uh, I like your cinnamon point. I mean, there's got to be, I mean, what's the number on this ballpark? There's got to be 50,000 people that if they smell cinnamon, their knees buckle and they start to cry. Exactly, exactly, yes. I mean, cinnamon, uh, Old Spice, any kind of... Whatever the cologne the guy was wearing that did it, you know, Clearwater or whatever the fuck, <laughs> Beach by Calvin Klein, you name it. Clearwater Beach. <laughs> <laughs> the beach. Uh, but anyway, all right, so you got a ton of stuff. I, I guess let's just start throwing jizz at each other. I mean, uh, first of all, I miss you. It's good to it's a, you're a sight for sore anal. Great to see you, Fatty. Always a pleasure. Uh, I wanted to text you today, but I saved it all because I wanted to really... Get that funnel of, of goods going, and then right when I see on the pot, it all comes pouring out, so I saved it. But first, got to run this uh, this by you, this nugget. So, you know, gigs are weird. It's limited. Yeshiva University contacted me. Is this another Jew place? It's an all-Jewish university in Midtown, in Manhattan. There's a man's campus and a woman's campus, because, you know, the Jews, they keep it uh, fucking primitive, or what do you call it, prehistoric. And they said, well, the, the man's campus is uptown, like in the, the harlem area, so we're going to do it at the women's campus. But they don't like dudes on the campus, so we got a real, uh, what do you call it? When you come in, they really... Conundrum? Quandary? Well, when the guy comes in, they really... Uh, Quarantine? No, they got a really... Filter, vet you. filter, ah, vet. They got because they go. Who's this chooch with the dong and the balls and the uh, and the Adam's apple coming in here to uh you know the 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 lady part area? And so it's a it's a screening, quite a screening uh, on the way screening. in. By the way, vet. There's so many meanings for vet. There's the, mm. the 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 pet police. There's the baby killers. There's the uh, there's the go through your pockets. There's the the veterans. Uh, the war vets. There's yes, Corvette. Yeah, good point. That's four vets. Wait, what's the lady killer? Which one? The, the baby killer? I said baby killer. That's what they called the uh, Vietnam people when they came back. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. I didn't know thing. that. But you never they heard are. about that? They went, hey, you baby killer. They threw shit at them. That was like the first war where they weren't welcome back, according to the movies and everybody's. Oh, wow, man. That was a, that was a tumultuous time there, the 60s. I mean, and Rambo. 70s. And Rambo, right. he came back. And by the way, I was just talking about this. I, I want to get back to the vetting and the Jews, but yeah, you ever watch Rambo? I feel like they're a little over the top with the. That's another Stallone movie, uh. over the top. <laughs> but I, I mean, things were a little rocky in Rambo because <laughs> he was a specialist. I mean, it was demolition happening. But um, man, I mean, they it's so over the top. Like I understand. And I hate these guys that are like, you don't know what it was like, man. The veterans, the Vietnam vets, they got a lot of shit. Nobody welcomed them like World War II. But I'm yeah. like, were they really like, he goes to jail and they're like electrocuting him and shit. They make yeah. him strip his clothes off. They're like calling him <laughs> a little dick. I mean, 
They're outrageously mean to Rambo. They really are. I mean, I don't blame the guy for, for hightailing it off to the woods. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for Rambo. I mean, what kind of police force is this? I know the police are the police, the whole thing with the police. I get it. Right. I mean, they're literally like, I can't remember the movie exactly, but they're like throwing dog shit at him. Brian Dennehy is just like sticking (laughs) broken bottles in his asshole just because he's like a veteran. That's true. true. Not to mention, my uncle was in Nam. He's got a toupee, a stroke cane, and a a, a lip dick. (laughs) Rambo's ripped. He's in the woods. And and every, he can build some kind of contraption that falls down and it, it spikes a guy in the neck made out of wood. And you're like, well, he was in Nam. He was a vet. So what? My uncle was in Nam. He could barely program the VCR. <laughs> you know well, so, supposedly he was like the guy. He's John Rambo. <laughs> By the way, I don't care for the name John Rambo either. I, I, <laughs> they went with John. He should have been like, you know, Bazooka Bob or something. That's true. Rambo sounds like a Hispanic guy. Oh, here comes Rambo to do the, do the front edges. El Rambo show. It's, not, it's a little goofy. And then the Ooh. next movie, everyone loves him and he fights the Taliban or something. There's a kid involved. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Something Taliban. I don't know if it was around then, but yeah, yeah, he does no. something. He's they he's, were the Maharaji then, I think. Well, you know, it takes two to tango and cash, but uh, <laughs> what are you gonna do? So, <laughs> I so think okay. we did Rambo, by the way. Oh, I think there's eleven of them. Uh, R- Rambo and Rocky are similar in that the first one kind of makes sense. Like you can buy it. You're like, okay, right. this like shitty boxer went the distance. This guy's an angry veteran, and he he fights a police force. Yeah, and then it both then they both went goofy, but that's a you know that's for another you know day and time. But talk about a guy who milked those franchises; he's really pushing it. Yeah, and as someone who's aging in show business, I get the milking. I remember when I was younger, yeah. you'd like I would never you're like fuck that, just do it, milk it, milk that cow, uh, Sly. I did a Fallon with Sly once and didn't get to meet him, but man. He looks, he's one of those guys who looks great, but terrible at the same time. Like, you're like, you're 88, you're ripped, <laughs> and you got leather for skin, you got a full head of hair, but it's all fake, but it's it's it hangs on. He's hanging in there. Like, he right. looks terrible, but he looks great at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot of those. It's fascinating. Yeah, that's true. Hollywood, man. So... All right, so I do, we go to the, the Yeshiva University, and the guy goes, we got a problem. And I'm like, oh, here we go. These college gigs, they're always a snafu, every time. It's never perfect. So he goes, we can't have, we want to be COVID-friendly, COVID-safe. We can't have too many people in one classroom. It's against protocol. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to do an hour, but now, instead, you'll do 30 minutes in one room, three times. Interesting. So different crowds. Different crowd in three different rooms. So there's me and this other guy. There's three comics. These two Jewish guys, Ellie something, and this other guy. And we rotate. So we show up, and they go, all right, Mark, you're in Koch Hall. Then Ellie, you're in, uh, you know, Beelzebub Alley. And then Ronnie, you're in uh, Ebenezer Dickless. So we're like, all right. And then when you do your 30, you run to Ebenezer. And then he runs to Koch, and then he runs to Dickless. This sounds fun. It was kind of fun, but I haven't bombed like this. First of all, everyone's wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask, no microphone, in a classroom, 
Every kid is acting up. They're all on their phones. I had to be like, hey, 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 kids, listen up. What's going on? I was like hitting the chalkboard. I mean, it was brutal. I just counting the minutes. And these like Jewish gals, aren't. they don't give a shit. They just had to be there. And they start making fun of me. A guy threw a paper airplane at me. I said, hey, watch it, Sonny. I'll get you. You know, wait till I meet your parents and all this shit. It was brutal. But it was it was wacky. It was like a, a silent film. Like, I'm running down. The other guy, he's running past me. His yarmulke falls off. You know, the whole thing. It was wild. It sounds fun. I mean, you get the most Jew gigs. Like Elon Gold doesn't get this many Jew gigs. You had the Long Island one, the the other one. I mean, this is, I think this is like the fourth Jewish gig. You know what it is? Uh, I don't. I didn't either. I thought it was the act because I have a lot of Jewish material. I could be Jewy, the hair, the attitude, the foreskin, but it's the Seinfeld plug. That's it. Uh, I got the plug from the Jew God. Yes, that makes sense. He's a he's a he's a big Jew. He might be like the biggest Jew other than Jesus. Well, Sandler might be up there. Sandler, yes, yeah, Sandler. But 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 yes, comedy wise, stand up comedy definitely. Stand up comedy and Seinfeld at its peak is bigger than Sandler's ever been. I think. I mean, Inch? I think ninety million people watch the final Seinfeld. That's true. Yeah, you might you might have something. Married a Jew. The kids are Jewy. Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's probably someone we're missing. There's probably like, I'm still like, oh, what's his name? Uh, Betten Yahoo or Den- Dennis Yahoo, whatever his name is. I think it's Google. But either way, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Larry David's up there, but he's he's a he's a little more niche. Yes, Netten Yahoo. Netten, vet, vetten. <laughs> Uh, so that was a crazy night, and uh, still waiting to get paid, by the way, which is a stereotype, but. Uh, Wow, what a wacky night just running. And one room I did okay, and that was like the highlight. I left on a good one because you kind of get the hang of it after bombing for a half hour in one, running to another one, bombing, and then running to another one. I had like six minutes. By the third third 30 minutes, I had six minutes on Yeshiva because you're just absorbing the whole time. Of course, yeah, and then you get more in the moment. Plus, don't you find that the more you do something, the less stakes there are. Yes. You don't get, you've already bombed. You've already, it's like accepting your worst fear. You're like, all right, what am I going to do? Bomb? Hey, fuck you. And then you get that kind of attitude of like, oh, exactly. look at this fucking guy. And then, you know, that. Yeah, the first one, you're like, whoa, this is my first. I'm in a classroom. These kids are 18, 19. They're young as hell. What am I doing? This is so crazy. It's a yeshiva. It's all Jewy. It's crazy. And then by the third one, you're like, all right, sit down. Hey, you're late. Hey, hey, sit down. I know all their names. I'm like, hey, Clark, get over there, you know. And, uh, yeah, I had, to, I had the pointer in my hand, and I had a teacher's pet. Good times. Uh, so do they look – this is a college, you said? Yes, university. Yeah. So they're college Do they look young as fuck? Because I'm hanging out with my family here, and I got like a friend of my niece and then my uncle's adopted kid, whatever the fuck. And they're like, yeah, I'm a senior in high school. And I'm like, what? I know. I thought the girl was nine years old. Right. It's so weird how much younger people start looking. Like, I'm like, we've probably touched on this topic before, but I'm like, when I was 17, I was beating off to every girl in high school. Now I look at a high school girl, I'm like, this is appalling. You look 11 years old, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. I'm, I'm the same way. These kids, I mean, there's braces, there's like weird fucked up cowlicks and, you know, weird crustache on the dudes it's all creepy and weird the girls have these socks with like the frilly thing around them you know with that like little lacy i can't even i don't even know what it's called but it's it feels it feels like kids for sure 
Lacy sock sounds kind of nice. Well, I couldn't think it's it's a sock with a rim of of weird frilly shit. Yeah, I've seen that, but that, that's right. for that's for children. That's what I, I think I saw that. I think I saw a big lollipop. One kid had a hat with a propeller on it. One kid was holding a balloon. They they feel young. It's it's very odd. And you're talking about like so I had a job or or I was driving a car or I was getting my mortgage paid. And they're like, huh, what mortgage? They they didn't know about TikTok and and you know cake and pop tarts. They don't know about fucking life yet. Yeah, it's hard. You sound like an old asshole. I feel that way talking about sex sometimes with college kids. I'm like, yeah, I was fucking my wife, and they're like, yucky. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, wife. Ugh, get out of here, old man. By the way, speaking of hats, when you move just right with that bill of that hat, it looks like you're like kid from Kid and Play. It looks like a fro, like straight uh-huh. on, right there. It looks like you have an afro. Can you see Whoa, it? Oh, it If does. you blur your eyes, isn't that insane? Oh, wow. That's crazy. Everybody go to the YouTube. Somebody can pull this and put you next to kid and or play. That's dead on. Make me play and him kid or vice versa because it looks like you have a fro. You look like Will Smith or uh, some fro <laughs> guy. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that's wild. Holy shit. You're right. Or I look like a, uh, uh, what do you call those? A Shriner. Oh, yeah. I can see Shriner. But the black yeah. makes it look, uh, you know, hairy. Yeah, it definitely looks froier. You're right. Wow, that's wild. Good catch there. Thank you. Uh, speaking of good catches, you guys should all catch yourself some feels cbd tuesdays with stories is brought to you by feels cbd and i don't know if this is because uh we we i don't know why this is but they sent me some more cbd and i'm so happy about it i got it uh, somewhere over here they sent me a little vial of the cbd and i'm so happy to have it back because i put a couple drips i try, try it under the tongue i like it in the tea some people do under the uh under the tongue and right away, I just feel a little calmer, a little more sleepy, like in a good way. I don't feel sedated. I just feel like, ah, I'm going to sleep tonight. Oh, it's yeah. really, uh, it really helps me. And so I recommend getting some feels. What is feels? Feels is, by the way, it's F-E-A-L-S. Feels is premium CBD di- delivered directly to your door. It naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, and pain and sleeplessness. And uh, as I mentioned, it really does help for me because we talk about it a lot. We both have a lot of anxiety, especially for me. In the middle of the night, I wake up to piss. I want to kill myself. And uh, CBD helps quell that a little bit. It's easy to take. Place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. And Maybe I invented this because it's never in the copy, but I put it in my tea and uh, I like the taste, and it gets the job done for me. If you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. And when they sent me the thing, it's got a little booklet that tells you exactly what to use, and it's like nice. It's like a thick, cool booklet. And I know you've used this. Tell them about your experience, Mark, and how to uh, get it. Feels, it's the best. I do it every night. I can't sleep. I got horrible thoughts. I got demons. I got uh, diddlers <laughs> in the head. You name it. And feels just makes me feel better. It doesn't get you high. It doesn't get you loaded. It just makes you fucking relax, take a load off. Uh, feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash Tuesdays, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash Tuesdays to become a member and get 50% off automatically on your first order with free shipping. That's pretty good. One more time, feels.com slash Tuesdays, and feel better.
Yes, feel the difference, everybody. <clears throat> By the oh, way, if yeah. you want to, if you want to see uh, Mark's afro, go check us out on YouTube. We're on YouTube. You get it a week early if you're on the Patreon. So sign up for the Patreon. Get this afro view a week early. You get to comment on it early as well. Subscribe to our YouTube. Either way, if you're on Patreon or not, and while you're there, subscribe to Mark's page. Subscribe to my page. Help oh, us yeah. out, support us, and uh, it's really helpful. And by the way, speaking of supporting us, this episode is also brought to you by Blue Chew, the very first chewable dick pill. We all know that feeling. I mean, it's the holidays. We're all eating extra. I feel fat and out of shape. My dick, I, I can't even lift my penis because I've been eating nothing but chicken parm and hot dogs and cupcakes. My family eats like shit. My wife's gained 145 pounds. My parents in the other room. My aunt is tucking us in at night. I mean... It ain't easy getting a heart on these days, especially around the Christmas season. So get yourself a blue chew. It has the FDA-approved active ingredients, the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take blue chew anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. It's fast and easy. It's prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, which no one wants to do. It ships right to your door in a very discreet package. Tell them about your discreet package, Mark. Hey, I love the blue chew. I keep one on me at all times just in case my gal is looking a little rough or having a farty day. You you know what I'm talking about. So you just want to have one in the back pocket just to be sure it's the best dick pill out there. It's chewable, it tastes good, and it works quick, and it never fails. Love the blue chew. Right now we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code TUESDAYS. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code Tuesdays to try it for free. What a deal. BlueChew.com. Finally, a website that can give you an erection. Woo! It's an erection year. Sure is. Um, doesn't that feel like a million years ago, by the way, the election and all that stuff? All that is a, is a million years ago. I mean, just thinking about like the early days of the pandemic, I try to remember like May and June. It was so wild back then when you just was like, oh, this will end any minute. But what if my uncle gets it? What's, what if my mom gets it? She's going to die. Remember how scary it was? Then Trump gets it. We all laugh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird, and Sarah and I are in Burlington, Vermont right now. We're taking a little break from the family, and uh, yeah, lots, lots to talk about. But we came up here to Burlington, and I watched the news, nightly news, NBC News, Lester Holt looks like he has a ponytail, and he says, hey, everyone's dying, and they show the hospitals, and people got the things stuck in them and the tubes up their ass, and everybody's dying, and the numbers are just insane. And I go, Jesus Christ, all right, we got to be careful. We got to hunker up. And then pragmatically though or practically whatever the word is not pragmatically but in in practice whatever we come to burlington and we're walking around and we're like look at this bar it looks cozy and there's 500 people in there i'm like <laughs> let's go eat and then you sit in there and you eat and there's the you know the waiters right here there's a guy over there there's two people over there same with the holidays christmas my aunt and uncle come over and they're like ah, it's just two people we're fine we'll open right. the windows before you know it we got 27 people going we got a foosball tournament my aunt's got me up on her shoulders i'm sucking my dad's dick my, my grandmother's sitting on my face and you yeah. just kind of go ah, we'll see we'll see what are you gonna do we got one life and we all do it we all go hey bob smith was at a party on a, on thanksgiving go what a cum guzzling nazi piece of shit we should string him up in the town square then you go Oh, I got 61 people at my apartment right now. You know, we're all blowing each other and playing suck and blow. So and, we all do it. Yeah, it's like I said. And, and to be fair, my family, like my, my, my parents work in a hospital. My sister works uh, with some special needs kids. So they all have to get 
That sounded like one of the things we do, but she actually does. But <laughs> she, um, they all have to get tested every week. My mother got vaccinated. Did I tell you this? Wow. My vaccine. mother's like a historic broad. She got the vaccine. She <laughs> she grew a third tit, which is fun. You should come over. But she's Save that alive. one for me. Yeah. By the way, zero side effects. She works at a hospital. She's like a receptionist. And they literally came down and said, hey, we, we got some extra. They sent too many. Do you fucking dames want some? And they all... You know, did that thing and put their typewriters <laughs> down, got the vaccine. She said it didn't hurt at all. She feels 100%, no side effects whatsoever. So she's inoculated, baby. Wow. Which is a, which is a load off my back because, uh, which, you know how much I like a load on my back. Sure. But it's nice because it's that one, it's one less thing. You know, you're like, okay, yes. great. I'm not going to kill my mother. So that's good. That's so, great. Wow. Vaccine mom. Good for her. She See, that's funny because my mom was talking about the vaccine six years ago, and everybody's like, is she crazy? What, is she going to risk it? And I'm like, eh, she's nuts. She's gay. And now everybody's mom is getting it, and, and everybody's cool with it. Yeah, I, I'm a vaccine guy. We've talked about it on the show. Same. I mean, they can, they can throw it right in me. I don't give a shit. But uh, So she has that, and most people have been tested, and it's kids, and yada, yada, and one of the people already had it. So we feel pretty good in the restaurant it's every other table whatever but it's that thing i've been saying since the beginning you assume everyone you know doesn't have it and everyone you don't know does have it that don't you feel that way of course of course that's human nature we we do that with everything you're walking down the subway you're like i'm fine but that guy's a rapist and then that guy's going i'm fine but that guy's a pedophile you know we do it all day long Right, so so we'll see. I mean, I got home six days ago. Everyone's fine so far. Fingers crossed. But man, we're gonna look like real pieces of shit if my dad dies two weeks from now. So fingers well, crossed. At least you guys will. If he's dead, you'll talk probably about the same. That's a good point. But uh, how about this? I, I just want to throw this out there. I know you have a ton, but this just happened like a half hour ago. So Hit we're in. Fatty. We're in Burlington. We're staying at the hotel where the comedy club is, the Vermont Comedy Club. Ah. We're upstairs there because it's a hotel I knew. So I said, "Hey, let's go there. It's nice. They're gonna have good Wi-Fi." I knew we had to record, and it's just a it's just a stone's throw away from the, all the good stuff. And we're gonna go hiking and all that shit. Nice getaway. Great and town. So I love the town. You know that main square, the town yes. square there. I don't know what it's called. It's just shops. It's picturesque. If you've never been to Burlington, you should come visit it. You should especially visit Vermont Comedy Club because I'm sure they're fucking hurting here. And great it's a club. great club. Great owners. So we're here. We walk over there, and you know you've been there. It's picturesque, the big Christmas tree, and it's Bernie Sanders, and it's this hippie town, Ben and Jerry. Yep. But they, they don't feel to me, and I could be wrong. I don't live here. They don't feel like those pretentious fucking Brooklyn with the silly pants and the goofy glasses and the, and the silly hat, and they're like, you can't say that or whatever. They just feel like cool here. <laughs> yeah, it they're feels- crunchy, but they're not, a, not in your face. Yeah, they just feel cool. They're like, eh, everybody. They've been doing this for a while. It's not a new thing here. Exactly. They're, they're just like leftover hippie people. And anyway, so it's just, it's just a nice town. But we walk out of this restaurant. We have a nice meal. We walk out, and you just see this guy, Uh-oh. backpack on, young guy, probably 20s, and he's got a screw loose. He's cracking up, and he's just going, what the fuck does everybody want from me? <laughs> Screaming. And then he did like a... um. I think maybe the Black Panther thing or some of the, mm. one of the comic book guys that does a big wind up and slam on the ground. Ugh. Do you know that move? Isn't that a comic book guy? Maybe it's Thor. Thor or Hulk or Iron Man. I don't know. 
Maybe it's Iron Man. It's like they drop to a knee and they smash the ground, and I think something happens. I think I've ah. seen it before. Yeah, maybe in a video game I've seen that. I, I, uh, I'm not too familiar. I don't know. It might be a Mortal Kombat, maybe. It was some dramatic video game. You like, <laughs> what a and, dork. But, but so we saw him do that. We're like, oh, there's a crazy. Let's go the other way because he's crazy. And then we go into a bookshop, get a couple books, and we come out. And now I see him. He's screaming at two young women, like like mm. Earl Weaver, like you fucking kill, I'll fucking kill. And they're like, ooh. And everybody's yeah. kind of scattering and watching him. And we're like, this guy's crazy, crazy. He walks up to another woman and starts screaming in her face. He's like, you think it's funny? You think this is fucking funny? And wow. she's like, ah. And nobody's really doing anything or calling the cops. And I'll just say this, and I don't want to be controversial. This is a very politically correct show. But he's of African-American descent. And I feel like we're in this place of if you call the cops on this maniac, you're a bad person. He's yeah. troubled, whatever. Interesting. So nobody's doing anything. No security. No one's coming out. And he's terrorizing this little town square. Yeah. And so we see him over there. We go. We got to go this way. So we walk all the way around to avoid him. And while we were walking around, he came back in the other direction he's like whoa he's like a he's like a, a ghost or a goblin like a villain right he keeps popping right. up and then we That's see spook. like a, a father and son like a little girl like a eight-year-old girl and her father and then he kind of just goes into like a shell he has a phone he's like looking at his phone and as they get mm. closer he like throws a karate kick not at that not um close enough to hit them but like in their direction like like a foot away from them and they just go what jesus and he's like ah he's crazy holy hell so what happened so he's literally terrorizing and we're like jesus and so now we're like a hundred yards away from him but we have to plan our walk home because now he's it's hard to explain but he's like cutting across this other grassy square and we're walking this way and like we're like shit and now we look around there's no other couples and we're like we're like booking it and it reminded me of being like bullied as like a in, in like middle yes. school or something like you see you go, you're walking home and like there's the older kids and you're like oh my god they're on the path it's 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 whatever guy yeah and we ended up getting to the hotel safely but this guy's just terrorizing the neighborhood we're on a nice vacation and i'm afraid to go back out there because he's he's nuts and now it's nighttime wow wow you leave queens you leave new york city this hotbed of of nut jobs and the epicenter of Corona, you go to the cute town of Burlington, Vermont, Ben and Jerry's, Bernie Sandy, you're, you're being tormented by a, a nutty comic book cunt. It's, it's horrendous. It's horrible. And, and uh, no one seems to be doing it. And then you're like, should we call the police? Like, uh, no one seems to be doing anything because I wouldn't mind having a cop go, hey, sir, you got to move on or something. And Sarah was like, there should be a service where they just drive you to the other side of town. And like Rambo. That's why we started talking about Rambo. I just <laughs> and it, it make them at least walk back or something but i mean this guy is terrifying I i'm looking over both shoulders and we're like we're walking really fast and shit yeah and he, he feels like a guy that wants a confrontation like right he wants somebody to get physical so he can sue you or whatever yeah yeah you don't because you want to tackle the guy but then if somebody gets a cell phone video of that you're ruined you're 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 known as the guy who tackles the african-american drifter and who he might have a weapon he might be on meth i mean he seems like he's on something but yeah, he yeah, also for sure he doesn't look like a like a homeless person. He's got a backpack and a and a, and a nice jacket, and he has a cell phone. So he's mm. not like fully uh, like a street person. He looks like he you know is relatively functional. He's just angry and drunk, or, or he's on something. I, I, it's hard to describe, but he's not a homeless person. I don't right. Think. 
He sounds like a schizophrenic um, guy, maybe off his meds, uh, you know, and, and maybe he's having uh, an episode or something. I don't know, or he's hopped up on something. But yeah, he's uh, he's a menace, and we we gotta we gotta stop him. He needs to be tased. It feels like. <laughs> I, I don't get me wrong. I, I am empathetic to anyone that's struggling in sure. this way. He's, he's again, he's an unfortunate soul, and yada yada. But. I, I like feeling that way from my hotel. When I see him, I'm like, I hope this guy trips and falls and dies before he gets to me. Exactly. And for some reason, the comic book movements are bothering me more than the actual <laughs> tormenting. I'm like, ugh, get, you just call me a, a homo or a fucking numbskull, but don't don't karate kick me. I know, and I feel for the dad, because his dad is like taking his eight-year-old girl, and I always feel like there's no recovering from that, because he threw like no. a kick, and they're like, whoa. And the dad has to just be like, yeah, I don't know. I shit my pants in front of my daughter. I, it was it was terrifying. So, <laughs> I, 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 and heaven help me if I bump into it with my wife because I'm gonna throw her in the bushes and, and run for it. Well, uh, it also sounds like this guy's got a, a a problem with the lady parts. That's what it feels like. Yeah, that's what I suspect. And uh, and and by the way, like I, I've taken a fair amount of of mixed martial arts, so I know how to handle myself in some degree. But it makes you doesn't it? Don't you always wish? I wish I had started when I was six and I was yeah. like a, a seven, 79th degree black belt and I could just go over there and Vulcan neck pinch him and then totally. he falls asleep and everyone claps and then like a woman just comes over and blows me and my wife is cool with it because I, I, I neck pinch the, the fucking loser. Right. I think about that. I think that's a guy thing. Those fantasies in your head where you just go beat up that guy and then they give you the key to the city and the mayor eats your ass and you're the, you're the coolest guy in town and... And I asked my gal about that, and she was like, what? I'm like, you don't have those? She's like, no. I just try to I put makeup on, I figure myself, and I go to work. Well, I used to do a bit about it. I think it's on my album, maybe. I can't remember. And But I had a bit about those people that someone tries to fight them, and they say, wrong guy. Yeah. And everyone's like, whoa. But I'm like, I, I couldn't do that. I'd have to be like, ah, right guy. You got me. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I think that's on an album. I can't remember. That's a great bit. I don't remember that one. But it, it's so true. You want to be that guy who's like, you don't want to do this. Trust me. And they're like, exactly. oh, I want to do it. And you're like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Now I'm just hoping that that's on my CD. I think it's on Are You Mad at Me? I think it's on there. Oh, all right. Well, hey, if you if it's not, you got a, you got a bit to, to put on some wax. I can't remember. But anyway, so that's happening. And I, I want to kick it back to you because I know you have a ton of shit and uh, we're Whoa. halfway through. That is uh, <laughs> tumultuous and it's coming out. It's right outside your window. So it's 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 looming. I'm not, I gotta go back out there. I'm nervous. We haven't had dinner yet. I, I'm like <laughs> shitting my pants. Oh yeah, that's terrifying. Hopefully he gets tased or hit by a car or falls in a manhole <laughs> or something. But, Personal. Uh, uh, so here's a clinker. Speaking of Jew gigs, I'm, I'm hot with the heebs right now. And this lady hit me up and she goes, "Hey, I hear the uh, the, the the chosen people are all over you. Can you do a zoom for my uh, my temple queefs?" And I said, "Yeah, hell yeah." What? She's like, "It's this much money. Great money." She's like, but it's got to be a, a good zoom. I mean, ring light, Nuva ring, Bud Light with a laptop in a chair, delivering clean material for 15 minutes. You know, good audio, the whole thing. And I said, oh, sure, no problem. Here's the thing. I got a gig in that night. I got a gig in Royersford, PA, Soul Joel. Wait a minute. Was it Soul Joel? I don't know. I had some gig, and I don't know where it was, but it was a snowy night, and Doug Key and me are doing this gig in the middle of nowhere, and then I, I realized, oh, I accepted the Zoom, but it will be driving, 
And she said you got to be in a in a good location with a real camera and a real mic and all this shit. So we go to the gig, and the whole time I'm like, oh, the Zoom, the Zoom. How are we going to do this? We're out in the middle of the sticks doing a show outdoors. I go, ah, it's it's 829, or I got I to gotta go on. So Doug Key, this is how, what a mensch he is. I jump in the back seat. We got an hour drive. He has a, you know those those uh, windshield covers that unfold? Oh yeah, you, yeah for the heat. Yes, for the heat. So he's got <laughs> he's got like an SUV. I'm in the back of the SUV. He puts that thing behind me, so it looks like a wall. And I just put the dome light on. That's the ring light. And I do the zoom on my phone. And at one point, I'm doing well. And the lady goes, "Wow, you got a? Is that your apartment? That's tiny." I go, "Yeah, New York apartments. It's a real shoebox over here." And it worked. And Doug's giggling while driving, you know. And I've, I got the snow whizzing by in the windows, and we pulled it off. <laughs> wow, I mean that's unbelievable. I mean, first of all, great guy, and what a uh, outside the box thinker. I mean, he's a smart guy. I, I, I don't know anyone that even has those things anymore. They're from the '80s. They used to have like Garfield on them. That's what I said. Or sunglasses, <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's so true. But he had one. Thank God. He's living in the past. Uh, wow, that's unbelievable. And sh- she was none the wiser, whatever that means? None the wiser, got paid, uh, but here's the clinker. So I forgot it was a snowy, it was a, it was the blizzard. Remember we had that blizzard a couple weeks back? Blizzard? I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, thank <laughs> I mean, you. Well, we had a big blizzard or, or snowy night, and I had a Soul Joel gig. So my plan was to drive to the gig, do the gig, and then do the Zoom in the green room of Soul Joel. He's got that weird building. Right. So we're driving to the blizzard, and it's like just light speed, you know, you know, when the snow yeah. is just whizzing by, and we were literally watching cars on the highway just slide off into the ditch, sliding by us. Thank God Doug's got a four-wheel driver, and it was terrifying, and I'm talking to Soul Joel like, hey, man, should we cancel? I mean, who's going to come to this? He's like, keep going, man, keep going. There's, we sold tickets, and I was like, ah! So it's a two-and-a-half-hour drive. We get about an hour and a half in, and I go, we're going 20 miles an hour here. We can barely see. All of Doug's sensors are blinking on the dashboard, like beep, 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 because they're all covered by snow. So right, we don't know right. what the hell's the car's doing. So I go, we got to turn around. So I tell Joel, hey, I don't like to cancel, but we're not going to make it there until 4 in the morning at this speed. And he goes, all right, fuck it. So we pop through the neutral ground or the, the median, as you guys call it, and we turn around, and I did it on the way back in the snow, and it was... We, we rescheduled Soul Joel. We did it again the other night or later in the week, and uh, it was great. Wow, that's great. Uh, <coughs> a couple things. First of all, please. Th- driving in the snow is horrifying. We had the same kind of experience on the way up here. We were driving through the White Mountains, and it was mm. snowing like crazy, but only for a minute because it's that mountain shit where it snows for fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. But it was the same thing where I got. they were like, hey, we can't. You know, the car has that device that says, like, you're getting too close to that car. Yes. And it flicked on was like, hey, we have no idea. There's snow on us. Forget it. Uh, exactly. Is, it's weird that the safety device shits the bed in the most dangerous uh, ah, situation. It's a good point. Yeah. That's like the life raft going, hey, I'm, I'm out on my own. Fuck you guys. Like, yeah, th- that's what you're here for. The, the water's too deep. We can't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, I saw a shark. I'm out. But yeah, but, I know that feeling. It's scary. That feeling of like we got to cancel and the person's like no 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 keep going and you're like please yes i'm gonna die and then you just want to say similar to the covid talk you're like 
if I spin out and die, you're going to feel horrendous. Right, right. And and Joel's a good egg, and he, you know, the show must go on. Obviously, this guy's got a dome in the middle of PA that he built with, with heat lamps, and he's put his life savings into this dome, and it's fucking killer, and every comic loves it. Go to Soul Joel's, by the way. But he's doing the thing of like, yeah, but we got tickets, so once you're in the dome, you'll be golden. And I'm like, I know, but I might die on the way there. And then this is what got me to turn around. And I go, well, how does it look? Are you there? He goes, oh, I'm not there. I'm with my family. And I go, turn it around. He's not even there. Fuck it. Right. <clears throat> That's what got me to really pull the trigger. Well, as everyone knows, it's one of my favorite rooms. And this leads well into this. I'll be there January 27th. So come on out to that gig and... and that's my it's my favorite gig. It's the only gig that I've done during COVID that I've like truly loved. I mean, I love just love it. that room. And um, and speaking of things I love, you know me. I mean, you know me as well as anyone, and you know that I love Lucy Nicotine Gum. <laughs> yeah, the company was founded. Uh, this, this episode is brought to you by Lucy Nicotine Gum. I know a lot of you guys are trying to quit. It's the new year. I mean, we're three days away from New Year's Eve. Everyone's gonna have that thing where they want to quit something. And uh, if you're smoking in 2020, 2021, for the God loving sake of, of everything holy, please quit. We don't want Tuesdays smoking out there. It's very dangerous, and you have the right to and all that stuff, but it's very dangerous. You're going to die early. So get yourself some Lucy Nicotine Gum for your own health, for your kids. This company was founded by Caltech scientists who were former smokers. They wanted to create a better and cleaner nicotine alternative to help people quit smoking and vaping. It took them three years of research and experimenting, and they made Lucy, a nicotine gum that actually tastes good. It comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, ah, and, and pomegranate. Each serving has four milligrams of nicotine. We all know how hard it is to quit smoking cigarettes. I mean, I never smoked. My wife smoked, and she said it was harder than quitting drinking. By the way, I'm celebrating wow. eight years sober from alcohol today. Very oh, excited. Oh, yes. Congrats, Fatty. Thank you. I know how hard that was to quit. Extremely difficult. It's still a work in progress. And so smoking, from everything I've heard, is way harder than that. It's one of the hardest things to quit. You know it. We know it. Get yourself some help with Lucy Nicotine Gum. You can support the show. Tell them how to do it, Mark. Well, I just got to say, I, I never smoked, and I eat the gum just for fun, and I love that pomegranate. Great flavor. So, uh, And you don't need to be smoking these days anyway. Come on, I get it. It looks cool, but we know too much about the negative. So get the gum and live your life. Yeah, Thank you for supporting this show. Go support them. 20% off all products, including gum or lozenges at lucy.co with code TUESDAYS. That's lucy.co, code Promo code TUESDAYS, 20% off of lucy.co, and use promo code TUESDAYS at checkout. Uh, uh-oh. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, but it's not bad for you, and it gives you a fun little jolt. Check it out. You already knew that, so get 20% off lucy.co with code TUESDAYS, and quit smoking today and feel better. Yeah, new new year, new you, right? Yes, here, here, yes. Soul Joel's got the best uh, best room in town, and you're gonna be back there. And I just I, we we did it like five days later, and it was we sold more tickets. It was for the best, and that is just the hottest crowd. They want to be there. They all had blankets, hot cocoa. I mean, those those crowds are the shit. They're lunch. They just want to laugh, and they're hot. 
Love a hot crowd. Love that Joker. Yeah, um, I got too much. You go. I, I'm I'm loaded up for bear. Whatever that means. What is that? I got, loaded up for a fat gay guy. I got something here that says missing. A, I don't even know what that is. Uh, I don't even know what this note says. But uh, I'll, I'll just go to this because I got a lot of. I did this and it was fun. I, nothing crazy, nothing kooky, but just a lot, a lot of fun. And I, I want to throw in another uh, a plug on my YouTube. I put up this video where I made a, a Pulp Fiction spoof, and that was a lot oh, of fun. I sent it to so you. So funny, so funny, killer. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. We, I got these. Uh, I was on Amazon buying all these gifts, and I was watching Pulp Fiction while I did it, and uh, it was just like these. Fun scenes. I love Pulp Fiction. I'm obsessed. And so I ordered some Pulp Fiction wigs. And yeah. you ever do this thing where I'm like, I got the wigs before the idea. I was like, let's just get some Pulp Fiction wigs in the house. And then uh, I was like, now that I have these, let's kind of come up with some some sketches. So uh, wow. I wrote and shot a sketch. It was so fun. It took an hour total. It's on the YouTube. But check that out. But let me get into the holidays. I, I uh, <clears throat> drove up. And you're nervous, like we said. Everyone says if you go to visit your parents, you're a piece of shit. You're a fascist. Yep. You shouldn't go. Kill yourself. Yep. But uh, we don't give a shit. So we drove up here, and my my niece and nephew, I, I try to really be fun. I want to be a Funkle Joe, you know? Sure. And so my my niece was had to go do some shit. I, I just had my nephew. We're sitting in the house, and everyone's in the house, and COVID and all this shit. So we said, let's go for a ride. Me and Sarah, I was like, I don't know where we're going. Just jump in the car. I grabbed my nephew. He's 12. I, I, I put some pants on him. We threw him in the car, <laughs> and we just headed out. And the South Shore of Massachusetts, if you're not familiar, is just spectacular. And Beautiful. sometimes, sometimes my family, they go, you got to go to Maine. We got to go to Disney World. We got to fly to, I want to go to Paris. And I'm like, you can drive a half hour, and it's spectacular. So we yep. went for it, and it's cold. Everyone goes, it's cold. I can't wait for summer. I love the summer, the fall, the leaves. But in the winter, if you have car, if you have access to a car or a Sentra, you get in that thing and, and go for a ride. You turn the heat on. Your car might not have heat. I don't know what's going on there. That thing's 45 years old. Does the no heat, heat work in that thing? No, but the, the car is so old that I can feel the heat from the engine through the fucking dash. I think that's all heat is, isn't it? It's just energy, right, or something? Is that there something? you go. I'll take it. I'm warm. Which, by the way, when I get back, we got to go for a cruise. I'm dying to cruise in that, that, that son of a bitch. Tom Cruise, let's do it. I can't uh, wait. Anyways, so we get in the car, and we just drive. We go all over Culhassen. I go, let's go to the beach. No one goes to the beach in the winter. Why no winter true. beach? Yes, well, you can't tan, you can't swim. Yeah, but you bundle. So we bundle. We put some thermals on. We put on a couple condoms. We put on a hat. We go down to the beach, and there's surfers everywhere because they get the super wetsuit. So it's just lines of surfers, like 40 surfers in the ocean. It's oh, a low that. tide, and the tide is like way out. So we went out there. We danced. We made videos. We did cartwheels. We ran around. So much fun. And then my whole life, I've been going to Nantasket Beach. It was like this old school beach in Massachusetts. Mm. And you always drive to the beach. You park. You do your beach thing. You get back in the car. You drive home. And I look on the map, and there's an old Bob Dylan lyric, using ideas as my maps. I'm looking at the map, and I go, I've never gone further. Let's go out to the end of the peninsula. We Ooh. drive out there. We just stumble upon an old fort, Fort Revere. It's like an American Revolutionary War, whatever the fuck you call it, the Revolutionary War fort that they used wow. through World War One and World War Two. It's underground, and there's all this crazy graffiti. It looks like where you rape kids. and Sure. So we... Put my nephew in there to see if anything happened. Nothing doing, but <laughs> it was spectacular, and he's excited. And I felt like we really 
gave him that that feeling, the uh, that that bug of like you can just get in the car and go, you know. And it yes. felt like here, here. Uh, like a like a Jedi sticking a thing up a Jedi son's ass, where you just go, just get in the car and go and go after it. So it felt like service, you know. And we, yeah, I went, let's stop in this park. That looks cool. The sunset. Let's stop over here. And then we started to get hungry. We're on the ocean. So Sarah says, it wouldn't be nice to get fish and chips. We Google fish and chips near me. We found some restaurant. They're at 25% capacity. We couldn't eat inside. So we said, we'll take it to go. And he goes, I'll bring it to your car. So we sat out there. He brings it into the car. We drove. I looked on the map again. I'm like, let's go to, uh, what do you call it? Town Hall. Uh, what's that called? Hingham, Hingham Town Hall, which is just uh-huh. like their, uh, you know, their fucking their town hall and i go they'll be parking there we go over there we parked there we ate a bunch of fish we dibbied up the fried fish i'm throwing it to him like he's uh you know sufi what's that guy's name the whale uh shamu shamu i was tossing him fish like he's shamu he's catching it i came in his face best day of my life we came back and everyone else in the family just sitting on the goddamn couch and we had all these videos and photos and i felt like a hero it was so fun what an uncle I won't waste all the time, but I did the same thing the next day. I go, let's tomorrow we'll go to Situate and we'll go to the Situate Lighthouse. You just Ooh. look at the, the maps, you find Love some stuff. And we drove out to the lighthouse. We walked out to the end of the pier. We threw rocks in the water. And you can go to the beach in the winter. It's pretty nice. You just got a bundle. The ocean is still the ocean. And sure. uh, it was spectacular. Great time. I love it. A couple things here, Fatty. I feel like you should have a. Ironically, you should film this on your phone, but you should have a, a series of things to do without a phone. I mean, yeah, you'd well, be, you're so good at that. Thank you. And that was the other thing, because he's 12 and TikTok's got him. It's got his teeth. It's got the teeth in him. Exactly. He's, he's got the TikTok addiction. They get these kids. They prey on children and all of us, but the children particularly, because at least we understand we're fucking idiots and pieces of shit, but right. the kids don't even know. And he left his phone at home. I was so oh. proud of this son of a bitch. No phone. We just had the best time. And then the next day, it was Sunday, so you get the alert. And he's like, my phone time was down 26%. I wanted to kiss him on the lips. I love this son of a bitch. Exactly. These kids, they don't know any better. They're, 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 they're obsessed with the TikTok and the dick cock and it's up their ass and they can't get off. It's like the heroin needle. They, they need that spoon. They light it up. They love it. it. It's just feeding them with all the entertainment and dopamine. You got to show them, hey, you got to live your life. I feel like, because I'm going to get really queefy here, but... I feel like a lot of these youngsters, especially the males, they got no adventure in them. They got no boldness, you know? I mean, remember we used to jump off a roof and jump into a swimming pool that we didn't own and piss in it and then finger your friend's asshole and all this shit? Like, we lived, damn it. We were spray painting stuff and chugging a 40 and eating each other out, whatever it was, and you had to make fun. You got a bit about that. We're making fun. Yes, exactly. And I told you, I've, I've watched a kid walk up a street, like a full street, just never looking up. He's just on his phone. And I'm like, this is dangerous. It's insane. So it, it felt good to, to light that fire under his pubes and uh, just, a, just a great time. And again, you don't always have to. I don't know where you live if you're listening, but you don't always have to get on a plane and go and plan a big thing. You can just cruise a little ways away, especially in New England, because every house is fucking 300 years old, and everywhere you look in New England, it's like, you know, Nathan, for you, died here, or whatever the fuck Nathan <laughs> is. Hawthorne, you know, he fucked his right. mother here, and, and, and right. whoever. Sam Jackson, you know, flew a kite, or whatever that thing is. 
Yeah, yeah, badass motherfucker, and and yeah, it, it, and you start thinking about all the 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 anal that p- these people have done, and they ate a clam once, and they fucked their aunt or whatever it is, and they they had a life. All that shit happened. They called their mom a cunt, and she slapped them, and then they made up. That all happened at this spot, and that's so crazy to think about. Uh, Man, that's great. Great, good times and way to way to live it up. Most kids wouldn't go with you, so you were persistent or you just drugged them and threw them in the car. But either way, either way, you got some some life into that dweeb. Yeah, it was fun, and, and you're giving memories. You want to yes. be that person that's like, oh, life was good when Uncle Joe came over and took his pants off. So, and I'm I'm sure he was like, oh, look at this fort. I should Instagram it. And you go, no, you fat quint, you fat kook, get out of here and just live it. Yeah, you gotta live it, so live it, love it, queef it, fuck your dad, blow your mom. <laughs> live it, love it, queef it. That's the next shirt. But, all right, let me just throw this in your uh, your butthole and put some spit in it and see if it, it lets me enter. Because uh, this is a, a kooky ride. First of all, shout out to Zanies in Nashville. What a, what a wacky turn of events. They, first of all, a fucking truck drove through their wall and broke the wall down. I always said that plays the hole in the wall. And then you said, who's driving that truck? Tracy Morgan. And yes. we both we both uh, put it on Rogan's wall. And I, I love that we both had a killer zinger. It got a zillion likes, and we move on with our day. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was exciting. Like two queefs in the night, in and out, zinger, zanger, sniper, gone. Also, they had a bombing there on Christmas morning or some shit. Jesus. You didn't see that? Oh, in Nashville. I see. Not yes. at the club. I saw. I heard about that. I haven't been looking at much news, which has been delightful, I have to say. But oh. I did hear about that. I thought you meant the club, and I thought, you know, pull, pull in the blank was headlining. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, that was the bomber uh, in Nashville. It was weird. I was just there. That truck just missed me. It was crazy. It came right through the wall where the stage is. So uh, show some love to the Nashville Zane. It actually hit the wall right on Nate Bergazzi's face, which might have been intentional. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, Nashville was crazy. I was just there. I had the best time. I hung out with Nate Bargatze, one of the great comics, great New York pal, all that shit. Hung out with Theo Vaughn, old Louisiana cat. I mean, that city's popping. It's, it's coming up and, you know, Nate's like, I hope nobody, more people don't move here. I like the way it is. It's fun. We got a great club. We got a great scene. It's one of those cities, they say 200 people move there a day. It's wow. crazy. And uh, Chris Porter was headlining. I was doing the late shows. He was doing the early shows. So we're all having the best time. That's a great green room. It's a big green room. We're all hanging out, boozing, talking. Theo, Nate, Porter, me, the butler. And then Chris Porter goes, oh, boy, I'm in Nashville. Whenever I'm in Nashville, you know who shows up. And I go, "Uh, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, you know, take a guess, country musician celebrity i go i don't know clint black garth brooks willie nelson johnny cash and he goes nope and then boom the door kicks open eight guys standing there cigarette smoke fills the room long blonde hair it's kid rock wow i was gonna say that really well, first I thought Alan Jackson, just because that's the only country cunt I know. But uh, and once you said to all the guys in the smoking, I thought this might be the guy, but I couldn't think of his name. I was thinking, uh, you know, Chris Rock or whatever. 
Kid Dynamite. That's it. He comes in. He takes over the whole green room. Uh, he's got eight guys with him in leather jackets. They're smoking cigars. They got a bottle of Jack Daniels. They punch me in the face. They call Theo a fag. We all get up. They take all the seats. You know, they're playing spin the bottle, shooting dice. I mean, this guy just takes over a room. And I'm like, I'm looking at my notes like, all right, I got to work on that Uber bit. And I'm like, ah! You know, like, I was clutching my pearls. He's saying the N-word. It was crazy. And... He goes, uh, Chris Porter goes up, Chris Rock's heck, uh, Chris Rock, uh, Kid Rock's heckling him the whole time. It was wild. I was like, what is going on here? Theo is in the green room killing, and and Kid Rock goes, Who, who's this guy? Wait a minute. I know you. You're my sister's favorite comedian. And he goes, hell yeah, the Lord's with me, or whatever the fuck Theo says. And Kid Rock gets his phone out, and he starts filming. He goes, hey, he's FaceTiming his sister, and he goes, hey, look who I got here. And Theo's like, what's shaking, fat cunt? And she's like, oh, my God. Ah! And it was mayhem i still had to go on in the headline they all leave and do a bunch of crazy drugs and go to some party it was a wild weekend wow kid rock is like a cartoon character by the way were you taken by how large he is i, I think i talked about this on the pod years ago i saw him in washington square park and i might be wrong because it was a distance and the sun was in my eye and it might not have been him but he looked about six seven is he huge <laughs> He's probably six three. Might be an inch taller than you. He's not that not that huge, but he's a he's a big cup of jizz, and he's an alpha. When he shows up, you go, "Yes, sir, Mister Rock. What can I get you?" I was on my knee. I looked like Kaepernick. I had jizz all over my lips. It was wild. <laughs> it was and crazy. I gotta say, when I saw him uh, walk through the park, and you know. I said this before, yada yada, but I, I think there was he was nine guys and they were all walking a step behind him like they were Muslim women. Like is yeah. that part of his thing? Is that forced or is it just by chance? I think one's security, one's his high school friend, one's his driver, one's his lover. I don't know what's going on, but they're all there, and uh, they're terrifying as well. And one of them's holding a baseball bat. The other one's got a lead pipe. I mean, it's it's no joke. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of this, but just a great weekend. Chris Porter, killer comic. I watched his whole hour. Unbelievable. This guy's a pro. Theo and me caught up, and uh, just a great goddamn night. Now, I know I, we got to run, but let me, let me throw this nugget at you, and I want to get your... Expert a pin. Okay, I love to do. I, I appreciate you blowing smoke before it happens. Well, I know you got to go eat eat your wife out here. The, you got reservations in her in her clit. But uh, let me just throw this at you. Flying during COVID, it's kooky. Everything's all up in the air. No pun intended. But they upgrade me to first class. All right, great. It's not a full flight. I get the upgrade. Hot dog. That's exciting. <laughs> Now, with COVID, they board the back first. Right, right. So the upgrade is actually a punch in the balls because, you know, the whole point of first class is you board first, you're comfortable, you get to eat and drink. Now there's no food, there's no eat, and I'm boarding later. Right. It's a comfy seat. True. I'll give you the seat. The seat is nice. But... Me and this this lady are waiting. She's like a well-to-do fur coat, you know, nice older rich lady. And she's like, oh, what the hell? I have a first-class ticket. Why am I waiting? And I'm like, well, that's how they do it now. They load the back first. And finally we go on. Now we're the last two people to board this plane because we're both first-class. And there's no bag space. Oh. Because why would there be? The whole plane is on and the whole top deck is full. And she goes, this is outrageous. I paid for a first-class ticket. She didn't get upgraded. She paid. She's like, I'm not checking a bag. And she made a stink. And I was like, look, she's a coos, but she's got a point. Yeah, that's a good stink. I like her stink. 
So I go, fuck this queef, and I run to the back of the plane with my bag, and I find one open compartment in the last possible inch of the overhead, and I throw my bag up there and run all the way back, and I go, hey, stewardess cunt, what do you say when that bell tolls, you let me run back real quick before everybody gets up, I'll get my bag, I'll be in the front, you won't even uh, know what hit you, and she goes, you're going to have to wait. Oh, boy. Like, uh, oh, damn. So I got to wait for the whole plane to unload. Then I can go all the way back there and get all the way back up with my bag. Now, what do you do there? Now, is it possible maybe to say, what if I tickled your palm? You go back there before you turn the un- unbuckled belt off. You get the bag, bring it to me, and I'll, I'll slip you a fin or, or a C or, a, you know, or whatever. Maybe that's that something. Greaser a little you, bit. You, you greaser. Maybe Grease that. Lightning. Uh, other than that, I think I, I just accept and go, well, they fucked me. This is stupid. I hate their system, but I got to let go. Nothing I can do. And then I sit there and I read a book where everyone walks by. I hope there's a nice looking ass that walks by and I can get a good look at that. Maybe a sniff. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't think the grease is going to work. This is a spirit flight. We're, we're, we're at the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. She's, she's, uh, I don't think she can take a tip. But I'm crunched for time. You know, we land in the afternoon. I got to get back home for, I had something like a podcast or a Zoom or something. So I remember being like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch this fat skank push the button for the bong. And right when her arm is up, I'm running back. Even though she told me I have to wait, I'm just going to run back there. What's she going to do? Tackle me? I'm going to be like the Asian guy on the plane. You know, they're, they're dragging me off. But I see her go for the, we're landed. That the pilot's talking about his mom and all that. Whoa, it's it's eighty knots towards the northwest. It's fifty degrees out. My wife's a fat hank hag, and uh, I see the the hand go up, and I go, click, and I just book it. Okay, so you book it, but now you're stuck back there. You can't book it back in time, can you? Well, that's where you're wrong, there, Tubbs. I, I get halfway back and I hear bung and then you just hear, you hear all these clicks click 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 all the, the belt buckles I grab the bag and I just start shimmying I'm pushing people out of the way the fat guy hits me I dive into a seat I come back out I got the bag over my head like a like a Vietnam guy with his machine gun out of the water and I get all the way back and she goes sir I told you I had to wait and I go yeah 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 I got a connection. She goes, oh, I didn't know you had a connection, and I got out of there. The connection, get they get all kinds of, uh, what do you call it, good behavior or whatever it is. Goodwill. The connection, yeah. It's like the people that go to prison, and they, they get into AA, and they become Christ <laughs> people, and they start a book club. Right. They get out after like three weeks or whatever. You're that guy. But I got to say, you're not going to like it, but I'm the guy that sits there going, look at this guy. He thinks he's better than everybody. The rules don't apply. What a piece of shit. I hope he trips and falls and breaks his face. But I've also been the guy that says that about someone. Then they turn around and I go, hey, it's Steve, big Steve. And then they go, yeah, I just didn't want to wait in line. I'm like, I get it. Why should you wait in line? You're a funny guy. So I, I hear I, you. I hear I, you, I, I, I hate you and I support you at the same time. I'll take it. That's enough for me. It was only because I waited to get on. Now I got to wait again. I felt it was unfair. I felt like I did some waiting. I can't do a double wait. I'm going for it. But it was a risk, and it was a cunt move. But my theory is no one is now – no one is is waiting more time because of me. 
Exactly. Exactly. So I understand both sides. If you were right. mad at them and they were mad at you, I, I get both sides. And that's what I'm trying to be in life. I want to be a I get where you're coming from guy. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. I appreciate you understanding. And that was it. I had to get it out. But uh, we're back in the city. I'm at um, at Side Splitters this week at Orlando on Wednesday. I'm doing a a, a cheat gig there, and uh, you know trying oh, to pick up a little. His, what's his toes there? The car rental guy. Yes, yeah, Sean. Sean. Shaw. Uh, Shaw. No, Shaw. Shaw. I forget his last name. Shaw. Shaw Smith. I think it's Shaw Smith. There you yeah, go. He's, cool he's name. He's a good guy. He's got good gigs. Those gigs are fun. Orlando is uh, hairy. That's a wild town. It doesn't get its due for uh, that's uh, some some characters out in the the Lando. I think this Burlington guy came from Orlando. They kicked <laughs> him out of Disney and he came here. There but, you go. Um, yeah, January twenty seventh. I am going to be at Soul Joel's, and um, I think I'm going to be in Aruba, but that might not be happening now because they're not getting any people there. So. A uh, couple other gigs. Everything's been moved, but springtime, summertime, I'm going to be all over the map. But right now, it's all on YouTube and here at Tuesdays with Stories. Please go subscribe to the Tuesdays with Stories YouTube page. Yes. And, and uh, go join the Patreon. The Patreon is fucking insane. You, by the, a lot of people have asked about the video. You get the video a week earlier, and um, Ronan and I have been doing a full podcast that's on the Patreon. The audio is on the Tuesdays with Stories Patreon. The video's on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. We're having a good time, and uh, there is tons of bonuses. We've done uh, a couple Ask Me Anythings on there that are an yep. hour long each. We've done yep. a bonus a week the entire pandemic. Yep. ton of guests are on there. Chris DiStefano, uh, Dan Soder, Tim Dillon. Yep. Nikki Glazer, Burt Kreischer. Yeah, there's so much gold on there. Ari Shafir, you name it. And uh, I mean, just the uh, the Ask Me Anything from last week is on there. A lot of people said, where's the episode? I go, it's there. You got to become a member. You're missing out on some gold, fatty. So get on it. Tell a friend. Queef it up. A lot of queefs. Doug Key and me have been doing stuff. You got the Ron on thing, which Sal accuses is a huge fan of. By the way, oh, thanks, thank you. Um, Big movie but, guy. He loved the Goodwill Hunting one. He was quoting it all day today. We had lunch. Oh, fun! Yeah, we really destroyed Goodwill Hunting. It was a <laughs> lot of fun. So go subscribe on the YouTube. Like I said, it's all YouTube and Patreon. That's the best way to support us right now. And our Patreon is three bucks for the love of fucking Christ. Minimum. Best deal in town. Minimum. Hey, hey, yes, what? hot deal, hot numbers, hot queef, hot lunch. Check it out, and we'll see you, uh, kooks, next week. Yeah, Georgia praise Allah. Eat out your dad. <laughs>